0: Your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. I'm your host, Zeke Boyat, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. And so on today's episode, we'll be continuing with the Wild Flashback series that I started last week where we'll be taking a look at and discussing uh, notable and significant moments in the Wild's history, such as trades, games, or player acquisitions and today's episode we will be discussing the 2015 first round series game six the wild played against the st louis blues and uh, it was a very interesting series but uh, first before we get into that i just want to remind you to subscribe to lockdown wild wherever you listen to your podcasts Uh, we're on every podcast platform that you can find pretty much so if you just hit that subscribe button uh subscribe to the podcast you'll get the show every day as it comes out so the 2014-2015 season for the wild uh, was a very interesting season you know that after their good run in the 2014 playoffs where they got to game six, second round there were a lot of higher expectations around the team that hey they'd be able to take the next step and become a truly legitimate stanley cup contender and for the first couple of months of the season they looked like you know they were well on their way to becoming that kind of a cup contender with you know young goaltender darcy camper pouring very well uh, the defense as good as usual and the offense starting to click with some of the younger players that had joined the team the previous year's season or two. And unfortunately, after the first couple months of season, as you got into December and January, uh, their team kind of fell apart there for a while there. I mean, they weren't, they were easy to play against. They weren't, you know, playing. They weren't playing hard. They were not scoring, and it was just there was no confidence. You can tell, and a lot of that uh, was beyond the backs of their goaltenders, who were not performing well. I mean, it became clear that Darcy Kemper was in over his head as a starting goaltender at such a young age. He had not performed well for about a couple months there, and Nick Backstrom, who is just kind of getting old, and was starting to deal with injuries that he just was not the same goaltender that he once used to be. And so the Wild were, at that point in the season about eight points out of a playoff spot at the last wild card spot in the Western Conference as he got into kind of January there and as kind of a desperation move uh, Chuck Fletcher sent the third round pick to the Arizona Coyotes for uh, Devin Dubnik who after a couple of tough years was having a very good year as a backup in Arizona and it was kind of more of just like a Hail Mary move to hey we need to try to salvage our season some way and if he's even just average we'll have a chance to get in the playoffs and you know Devin Dubnik obviously provided a lot more than just average and you know, got eventually got the wild to the second round of the playoffs. But today we'll be focusing on the game six against St. Louis. And you know, after this, the series was pretty interesting for the wild. I mean, you know, they came in against the as the first wild card spot. I think we're for, yeah, first wild card in the Western Conference facing off against the Central Division champion St. Louis Blues, who had a very good year. But kind of like the wild would kind of go on to be, they had a in the playoffs and really had failed to advance past the first round at all in the last three or four years. And so. Heading in, the Wild did win game one in St. Louis 4 2. They lost uh, game two in St. Louis 4 1, series tied 1 1. And as it headed back to St. Paul for games three and four, the Wild took a victory in game three, 3 0, but then got their butts kicked in game four, 6 1 by St. Louis. And the series was tied as it went back to St. Louis for game five, where the Wild would put up pretty pre- impressive performance, especially Devin Dubnik, who was rock solid in that game, as the Wild t- took a 4 1 win and took a 3 2 series lead in the series as they head back to St. Paul and back to the Excellency Center for a chance to clinch a playoff series on home ice for the first time in their history. And the kind of first period of this game six against the Blues started out, you know, kind of even a couple power plays each way, uh, you know, not too much in terms of great scoring chances until about seven minutes in when the St. Louis Blues about 30 seconds into their first power play of the day. uh, Zach Parisey kind of blocked a shot and then skated out the zone. Looked like he had some room to kind of get free on a breakaway, but a couple of the St. Louis defensemen caught up to him, but yet he still kind of fought through a little bit of a check and got around and uh, got, as he got to about bottom of the circle in the goal line, he let just a kind of quick wrist shot go. And it somehow found a way uh, to beat Jake Allen between his blocker and his arm and uh, into the net to make it one nothing. Wild with the shorthand goal early and I mean it was not a good goal at all I mean it was from basically the goal line uh Jake Allen should have had the entire side of that net close but he somehow found a way to squeak it through and that gave the Wild an early one nothing lead and it was a really big momentum boost as the game started off and you know after that goal it was kind of a little bit more of the same back and forth but a few more scoring chances as uh uh, the Wild had a couple of great chances, including Thomas Vanek, who kind of came in with a nice wrister uh, from the top of the circle, but Allen robbed him with the glove, and also Jason Pomenfield, who had a two-on-one that uh, was denied by Jake Allen, too. So a few good scoring chances for the Wild there, but they did not get any more goals in that period, and Devin Dubnik was also very good with a couple of uh, key saves at the end of that first period. And it was it was like I just said, I mean, that, that shorthanded goal that Jake Allen gave up was the key momentum changer to this whole game because, you know, the Blues on the power play, if they score first, you know, they have all the energy, they have all the buzz, there's a pretty decent chance, I'd guess then that they would have forced a game seven back in their old building, but since Jake Allen just gave up that horrible goal, and I I cannot emphasize this enough, how horrible that goal was, it gave the Wild in that crowd and as you can see, if you watch the highlights, it's just it's so loud in the building when that goal goes in, and the Wild took a really one nothing lead as they headed into the first intermission of this Game 6 with a chance to um, build upon their lead in the second period and, you know, hopefully eventually clinch the series. And uh, once we come back on Locked on Wild, I'll be discussing the second period of the Wild Blues Game 6 in 2015. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with 18 amazing new flavors, with 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors such as Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Ice Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, and Carrot Cake and Almond Apple Crisp. There's a lot of great flavors, a lot of tasty flavors that you think, hey, you know, those sound like more like desserts, you know, kind of sweet, sugary that, you know, they wouldn't be great for you. But the thing is about Bilt Bar is, is that they're healthy for you. They're great for the health conscious person. And they can also be used while you're in a diet to help you lose or maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber. And for example, let's just tell you about the peanut butter bar. It has 19 grams of proteins. It's only 180 calories with only five grams of sugar and five net carbs. So as you can see, you know, you get the tasty flavors that you think, hey, it's normally a dessert, but they also got a lot of nutrients and things that are healthy for you. So not, hey, this tastes good. It's a little bit of a treat uh, before I eat next. And it's kind of also giving me some good things to put in my body to help keep me full till I eat next. And you, if you can go, you if you if want to, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back here on Locked On Wild discussing the Wild's 2015 uh, Game 6 of the first round against the St. Louis Blues. And as we head to the second period, the Wild, uh, obviously, as we talked in the previous segment, uh, led the first round. Led the game one nothing after the first period on a Zach Preezy shorthanded goal. And as he kind of got into the second period, it was, you know, it, it, I think the Wild, you know, from watching the game again last week when it was on FSN, they clearly took that momentum and were clearly just pushing the Blues and, you know, pushing to expand their lead even more. And, you know, not much was going on as he kind of, the second period started. I mean, a lot of even back and forth, not too many fantastic scoring chances, although both teams were playing very solid defensive and two-way hockey there. So, but the scoring drought in the second period did break about with about 8.43 remaining in the second when Justin Fontaine kind of took the puck, went a little wide into the slot, and kind of let a re- little bit of a wrist shot go from the side of the circle around the hash marks and in the slot that kind of got tipped by a Blues defenseman. But it was still not, a, it was not a very hard shot. And it somehow found a way through Jake Allen's five hole. Another just awful, terrible goal. I mean, another momentum killer for the St. Louis Blues. And at that point, it was clear that he was, it was not his day. And uh, then Blues coach Ken Hitchcock made a goaltending change. And he substituted in gold, veteran goaltender Brian Elliott for him instead. And so, again, 2 nothing. wild goal of Justin Fontaine. You know, just like I said, a terrible goal straight through his five hole, not very hard. And it's just a couple goals that you can't give up in an elimination playoff game. And, you know, as a lot of Wild fans will remember from the 2017 playoffs when Jake Allen was superb, you kind of wish you saw the 2015 Jake Allen in the 2017 series. But that's for another conversation and another day. (laughs) So, you know, again, just a couple of awful, awful, awful goals. And, you know, as it was probably right, Brian Elliott went in and he was, Brian Elliott was tested early on by the Wild, a couple of great chances, including a Nino Niederreiter partial break, which he got a piece of with his shoulder as it sent over the top of the net and made a couple other nice saves to kind of keep the Wild at bay and keep them from expanding their lead to an even bigger and more hard to come back from 3 nothing lead. And as he kind of got into later in the second period, uh, with the Wild up 2 nothing. Uh, The St. Louis Blues started to press as they were starting to feel the urgency of the time and the clock starting to get lower and lower. And with about five minutes left in the second period there, uh, Matt Dumba, as he was trying to curl around behind the net to make a pass to his defense partner, was knocked down by Steve Ott, which turned the puck over to Ott as and as Ott uh, circled back around behind the net. He threw a pass to Chris Porter, who was wide open the slot. I mean, wide open, who got a nice hard shot off. But Devin Dubnik somehow made a very fantastic kind of diving desperation save with the glove in his arm to keep the puck out of the net and keep the game at 2 nothing for the Wild. And, you know, you can go look this up. This, I think, is one of the key moments of this game because, you know, Dumba knocked down, uh, just kind of made look like a fool by that Steve Odd, who was kind of an afforded kind of a goon. And Dubnyk just made an absolutely huge save, one that he had made so many times in that 2015 season for the Wild. And it kept the game at 2 nothing for the Wild. But, unfortunately for the Wild, you know, the Blues would actually get a goal late in that second period as – uh Kevin Chattenkirk kind of threw a pass across the net kind of bouncer when it found TJ Ocean at the side of the net who kind of chipped it in a little bit off the saucer pass off of Devin Dubnik from the side of the net with about three seconds left to cut into the wild lead and make it two to one as the score. And this was obviously at the time a huge kind of you think momentum change of goal. I mean, we all thought, hey, I remember sitting there watching this uh, thinking, oh my gosh, you know, because usually... When you give up late goals like that or when you score late goals like that in a period, it's usually a huge momentum swing. And a lot of times when a team will score late like that, they will, you know, they'll be coming on strong in the next period with all the momentum. And they usually tend to be the ones who kind of take the rest of the game and end up winning the game. And, you know, everyone was nervous, including me uh, at that time of the game. It was, you know, it's a nerve wracking thing because you said, hey, we were three seconds from going into the second period with the multiple goal lead. And with the way the Wild played defense and how Devin Doomnick was going you would think it would have been wrapped up by then. But, you know, a, a lucky bounce for the Blues allowed them to kind of get back into the game, uh, calm down, and know that, hey, they got a shot in the second period. And, you know, it was 2-1 St. Louis overall. A not too bad period for the Wild, but as we saw, it was two was two, 2-1 Wild heading into the third period, and it would be the decisive third period of the series. And coming up next on Lockdown Wild, the next segment, we will be discussing the third period of the Game 6 against the Blues and everything else that happened along with it. And we're back here on Locked On Wild for another edition of Wild Flashback discussing the Wild's twenty fifteen Game Six win against the St. Louis Blues of the first round of the playoffs that year. And just before before we get back into the third period, I just want to remind you to follow the podcast account on Twitter at Locked On Wild. Again, that's at LockedonWild. You can also and you can also follow me on Twitter on my personal account at ZB Wild Nation underscore HW. And also if you ever have any mailbag questions, suggestions for segments or guests, you can also uh, send us an email at LockedOnWild at com. We'd be happy to hear from you. It was fun to do that mailbag last weekend. We'll hope to be doing a lot of more listener interaction here in the near future. And I, get, I should also mention that uh, later this week, I believe for our Friday episode, I am having uh, my good friends, Brett Marshall and Justin Baki, who I also do another wild podcast called Sound the Foghorn with, on um, to kind of do a more fun episode where we'll be playing uh, Name That Wild Player, where I'll give three clues and half, they'll have to guess which Wild play that was. So, you know, I think it'll be a little more fun, a little more loose, and you guys will also be able to play along. So look forward to that on Friday, and uh, it should be fun. But back to, the, back to the topic at hand, as the Wilds win in the third period with a 2-1 lead, that was cut in half by Minnesota native TJ Oshie with about three seconds left in the second. It was a, you know, it was a pretty nervous time because, I mean, up until that last three seconds of the second period, the Wild had all the momentum in the world. I mean, they were winning that game. It seemed inevitable that they'd win the game and win the series. But with that late goal by Oshi, everything was kind of put into doubt. And there was kind of a nervous energy you know, that I can remember from watching in the building from all the fans in the stands there. But, you know, fortunately for the Wilds, it didn't take long for them to get the get their goals back as about a minute into the period. Uh Mikhail Gramlin kind of made a nice little chip pass, saucer pass to Jason Palmanville, who got went on a two on one Zach Preesey. Palmanville took the shot, rebound went off of Elliott and right to Zach Preezy, who on his backhand batted home the rebound to restore the Wild's two goal lead at three to one, about a minute and one seconds into the third period. So obviously a huge goal. You know, it just absolutely took away the blues momentum that they got for the late second period goal and as i said you know in the previous segment as late goals are often a momentum changer early goals can't be too because you know it can set the tone for either the rest of the period or even the rest of the game and at that point giving the wild the two goal lead in the third period with how well they play on defense and how well, Devin Dubnik had played at that point. It was, you know, it was a huge goal and huge sigh of relief at that point of the game. But, you know, the game was not over. There was still like 19 minutes left in the third period. And the Wild did have to hold off a push by the Blues, who, you know, kind of obviously went all out and tried to score and to try to tie the game, uh, including a few good saves by Devin Dubnik, including a nice save uh, by Jaden on Jaden Schwartz about halfway through the third period with a nice. Glove save uh, when Schwartz was wide open in the slot, made a nice little shot, but Dubnyk shut him down. And also was Dubnyk was also very good throughout the rest of the third period, and really did not give the Blues much, you know, in terms of scoring chances. I mean, they did they did have some zone time, they did have opportunities to you know control the puck and control the play but they simply were not able to adjust much and they were really not able to score. And then as they pulled they pulled the goalie with about, I think, three and a half minutes left in the game, down by two. And then with about two and a half minutes left, uh, Nino Niederreiter kind of got a turnover, turned it up, t- The Blues turned over the puck to him and he skated out as right as about he got to their own the Wilds blue line, sent a shot down at the empty net and hit the net for the empty net goal, which gave the Wild the 4-1 lead and pretty much wrapped up that game and eventually wrapped up the series. And, you know, this was, I know, I know you might be wondering why why did I pick this game. You know, it's not a particularly exciting game. There, it wasn't a particularly close game really either, but I think it's significant for a few ways. I mean, one, this was the first time ever that the Wild and the only time, mind you, that the Wild have clinched a playoff series on home ice. Uh, so you know that's fairly significant. I mean, you could just imagine, and I can remember too just how simply how loud it was, especially when that empty net goal went in. This big sigh of relief. That holy crap! You know this we might be having some a special run here. Something good might be happening, and it was just a great game, great day. Everyone was excited. Now and you know they're obviously like in most playoff games. There was a little bit of a scrum at the end with some of the Blues players. You know, obviously being a little agitated, and you know, little. Obviously, upset that they had once again uh, failed to advance out of the first round of the playoffs. But the Wild would see, wrap it up with a 4 1 win in game six, and that would clinch the series for them, winning the series 4 2 against the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, it was their first. Well, they had won two, a playoff series in 2014, but it was only their second playoff series win since 2003. Everything was going well for the while. Devin Dumnick still playing great. The team scoring and defending as well. And everyone thought that, hey, you know, this is going to be great. There's the momentum. You know, this team can go very far. And everyone was actually very confident, including myself, that they'd have a good chance of knocking off the Chicago Blackhawks, who had kind of been their kryptonite in the previous couple of years in the playoffs when they had defeated them two times. And as everyone knows how the story ends, unfortunately, the Wild were swept in the second round by the Blackhawks. Uh, they never held the lead, and it was never particularly close in that series. So, unfortunately, it wasn't very long lived uh, happiness for that season and the fans in the state of hockey in 2015. But uh, the game six against St. Louis, I think, was notable just because it was the first time that they'd clinched series on home ice, and they had knocked off for the second year in a row the Div- Central Division champion. So, you know, it was, it was a good time, a great game, and you know, I think one of the more exciting or more, you know, interesting games in Wild history, not because it was a particularly close game or anything or high scoring game, but because of, you know, how that season had built up to that point, how the Wild had came back from eight points out of a playoff spot to being one of the hottest teams in the league with the hottest goalie in the league and Devin Dumnik and knocked off the division champions, St. Louis Blues, who was also a division rival in the first round. So again, you know, a very... Very interesting series, very fun series, and I was happy to relive it and hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, I guess quickly before we go, I just want to kind of remember and kind of lay out the plans for the rest of the week. But, you know, I think it's expected that tomorrow morning on Monday, I'm recording this on Sunday, uh, the wind kind of around when this podcast will come out, when you'll be listening, uh, Adidas is expecting to release all 31 reverse retro jerseys, including the Wilds, who we got kind of a sneak peek at. On uh, the other day, and you could kind of see there was a bit of a kind of gold and yet green uh, collar kind of in the back of the jersey, and also kind of a white, it seems to be kind of a white base with the um, uh, green lettering on the back. And as you can also see kind of on the inside collar, it says 78, which kind of confirms a lot of people's suspicions that they would be going for kind of a 1978 uh, North Stars jersey theme kind of colors. And, you know, as for what the crest is going to be, there's been a lot of debate. I do not believe it'll be the north stars crest because uh from every report from uh, michael russo of the athletic and other writers and reporters around here is that they will be going with the wild logo of some sorts now we don't know which wild logo that exactly will be but obviously it could be the bear logo or it could be the kind of script m logo which the wild wear currently on the sh- patch shoulder of their jersey and is also the m in the script m logo on their old green alternate jerseys so Personally, I think the script M would look better because, one, I just think the wild logo in green and yellow would look a little bit funny. Uh, I mean, not terrible, but I just think the script M would be even better because, I mean, like the, like the N on the North Star, it's got stars in the M, and it kind of fits the same. It kind of has the same effect. That an N does on the jersey as the M does, so you know it'll be fun to look, look to see what those what they come up with that when they release them. And I will be on Wednesday's episode discussing uh, the Wild's jersey in depth and also kind of talking about what I like and what I didn't like of other teams' jerseys around the league. So look out for that on Wednesday. And also just to remind you that like I said on uh, Friday's episode, I will be having a uh, fellow podcast host and good friends Justin Backey and Brett Marshall on to to play uh, what I'm going to call Name That Wild Player which is kind of a bit of a wild trivia game that uh, I think will be fun to do with those guys. And I think you guys will enjoy our conversation, which you could also play along with at home as well. So again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow me on, the, on Twitter at ZBWildNation underscore w-, w. You can follow the podcast account at Lockdown wild, And be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Locked on wild every day as soon as it's available. And now that we're done here, I su- highly suggest that you go check out any of the other Lockdown Minnesota podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, such as Lockdown Timberwolves, who are doing a good job of providing a lot of good NBA draft coverage as the Timberwolves hold the first overall pick in the upcoming draft. And also Lockdown Vikings, Lockdown Twins, who have also been providing a lot of great content uh, and podcasts over the last few weeks in the middle of the Viking season and during the Twins offseason. So be sure to check out all their shows and all the other shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And if you've been listening to another episode of Lockdown Wild, I'll see you on Wednesday. Have a great day.